Teeny, welcome back to the All UV Cast channel, where of course it's all UV all the time. All right, uh, this is going to be the post uh, Juventus and Bologna uh, podcast, and yeah, it's going to be uh, a heated one, I'm sure. It could go uh, any which uh, manner. We've already got people jumping on uh, in the chat, just uh, getting some stuff out. So we've got Arun right out of the gate asking us to reflect upon some of the tweets from uh, Lapo Elkan. There, we will get into that as sure as, sure as everything the highlights uh, <laughs> let's just try and get through this uh, and see where it comes to Juve are left uh, Juventini I should say are left in uh, many different uh, thought processes after what's been going on so uh, yes obviously 1-1 draw uh, pretty fortunate uh, for Juventus uh, given that there was uh, two red cards issued uh, for us to uh, tie it at the end there, but uh, some people see it uh, as uh, regression with this team. I actually see it uh, the same, the same as it's been this season. So I can't really say, I don't know as far as progress, all that, but we'll get into it. I got Omar, I got Lucci, I got Luca. We're ready to go, we're ready to get into this. There was uh, some issues, some technical difficulties with the highlight reel, but who cares? Um, I'll just cover it. Uh, I'll cover it verbally here, and then uh, we'll discuss the those points, and then get into all the good stuff, which is the aftermath. First of all, uh, everybody, happy Easter. Okay, so happy Easter, uh, regardless of results. Hope you guys all had a good time. I uh, enjoyed families and whatnot. I'll be doing mine uh, tonight. So happy Easter, everybody. Skanga, coming in here. It's Easter. Try to keep it somewhat positive. Oh yeah, of course we will. You came came to the wrong place. Yeah, you come to the wrong <laughs> Jeremiah, place. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, ciao, 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 Bob, always in here. Bona Pasqua. Okay, all the best to you and yours. And reminder, everybody that's tuning in on audio, get over to YouTube. Okay, we got a ton of great videos uh, and a lot of extra content on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. We're going for uh, 2K. We're not far off. And then, of course, we're going to give away that uh, away Vlaovic kit. Okay? So let's get into that. And uh, now, yeah, let's get into uh, what was Juventus and Bologna, okay, which ended up, uh, obviously, in a 1-1 draw. Now, starting lineup, the uh, main talking point that came out of the, st- uh, the starting lineup was essentially just the fact that we were going with Danilo in the middle uh, with uh, Rabio, and everything else seemed pretty much on par. Okay. Now, you guys, Miretti, would you have started him? Would you not have started him? Let's get in. And this, these birds are on fire today, Omar. <laughs> Oh, is it the birds? Is that why you're laughing? The birds are just like, <laughs> I've never heard them so clear, distinct, and loud. It's Can I say something, please? Shut My... the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> it's Easter. <laughs> Chill. Uh, the people in the in live chat, too, are like, who's got the pet bird? Uh, that's so good. It, they're literally outside of Omar's place, and they're so loud today. They're even so pissed off that Juventus drew 1-1 against Bologna that the birds want to get in on this podcast. That's amazing. Man, they threw a tantrum yesterday during the game. 
Croatia are wild. No, is it okay now? I can't hear them because I'm with headphones. It's much better now. You closed the window. It's actually much better now. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't close the window. I just screamed. So, guys, let's get into the starting lineups. Obviously, we had uh, Tech, DeShilio, Delict, Chiellini, Pellegrini, uh, Danilo, and Rabio in the middle. Quadrado, Dybala, uh, Vlaovic, Morata. So, there's your starting lineup. Guys, honestly, I wasn't too bothered with it. I know uh, these shouts for Moretti and whatnot, but we had a good discussion on the match day live. He didn't need to start. I mean, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't start, but I would have, I definitely said I would have liked to see some minutes, probably 20, 25 out of him in this one. Um, but let's change it to when we were chasing the game. When we were chasing the game, should he have been used or attempted there at some point? Let's get your guys' thoughts on this real quick before we just go through kind of the highlight reel. Let's start with Lucci. I'm going to say yes because we didn't. The midfield was almost, you know, invisible yesterday. Regardless of you playing two players who are not actual midfielders, you need someone in there who's going to make, you know, the the breakout pass, the you know, to hold the possession, you know, and Ness Artur can do that, but you know, again, he's hurt, so you need someone in their natural position to to be there. Do you have Danilo who? who wasn't terrible, but wasn't great either. And you have Quadrado, who was, I don't know, a disaster yesterday. So, I don't know. I just feel like you got to play players in their familiar positions, regardless of how his age and regardless of his form, whatever. So, I would have I liked to see him, especially after how the first 45 minutes went, or 60 minutes even. Yeah. Luca, what do you think? I... I think you look at your you look at the subs yesterday, and you th- and, and you got to ask yourself, you know, is it gonna make a difference? Like we don't we don't know we don't know anything about this player. We don't know what he brings. We don't know how he would hold up. But as you guys said, would it hurt at that point? No, we're already we're already down the goal. Um, so I, I think if you're gonna risk it, that's the time. Like there's there's you have nothing to lose really. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, what would I have done it myself? Probably not. But I think if Max was going to do it, that was the best time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Omar, I've I've talked a lot about it yesterday, so I won't say much. Just if you have one midfielder available and you choose to go with three men in the middle, after the four to three one worked perfectly well then something is wrong. I don't know. It's not even on Rabio or Danilo or Quadrado who played in the middle. Something is just off with Allegri. Trying Quadrado for the first time in, in a midfield three as a Metzala. I don't know. He just counters what he says in press conferences on the pitch all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anthony, you're was, killing me, man. I was going to say something. So Can we we don't know Anthony? that Moretti would have played any better than Danilo or Rabio. Okay. Uh, Danilo got moved back. Second of all, <laughs> take those guys out of the equation. Number one, you have no offensive creativity amongst the two that are main guys in your midfield. And we mm-hmm. saw that throughout the entire match with these two guys. Then you had Quadrado and Dybala who were an issue together on the right side. That was not working. Okay, neither one of them played for each other. There was no movement to help the other player. They both wanted to play the same game, ball at their feet. You can't tell me, just like you're telling me right now, that you don't know that Moretti would have played any better. You can't tell me that you know Moretti wouldn't have 
plate. Like you, it's all speculation either way. The problem is right here. You have everything to lose when you're losing. Wrong. You're already Wrong, losing, Anthony. I cannot what? say how much I disagree with this statement. Okay, you what? are already down, and the majority, to, uh, the majority of your lineup is playing like dog shit. Okay, you if if this if this is if there was ever a game that had more reason to play one of the guys, this would have been it. Now mm-hmm. I will say this: it could have probably change nothing okay because it is speculation but you can't tell me that all these reasons were reasons why he couldn't have gone in the lineup i will remind you we banked on putting in guys that have consistently disappointed throughout the year mm-hmm. moise keen has done sweet fa Okay, this season, you have Bernardeschi coming in that went through a phase where we didn't even think he was truly injured, okay? And then all of a sudden, like, he's cut, he hasn't been the same. He had that good run uh, earlier on in the season, and then he had this injury thing and then just he, became the uh, classic uh, please Bernardeschi. Please highlight now, the comment by Dez. And I still wasn't against bringing Bernardeschi into this match, but just – you go on this list. Pellegrini. Did anybody think Pellegrini should have been no. subbed? No. no. I didn't think. Why? I was like, why are we why? taking Pellegrini out when he's one mm. of the few that had good crosses coming into the area? Because Quadrado's crosses were coming in at knee height, uh, getting cleared. I, I wasn't like, how many? This is the shit that frustrates me. Yep. At that level. To not be able to put across and let alone be able to pass it into a wide open cage on that one. But we'll get into the highlights. I just but, think yeah. regardless of what we think Moretti would have done, if there was more and more reasons to put him on. But Pellegrini some have of made these them subs were uh, shocking. We are going to go through the highlights really <sighs> quick. Uh, obviously, uh, technical difficulties with the screenshots, but we'll just discuss them. Early on in the match, Juventus started off with some good pressure, okay? Um, Vlaovic comes off with a couple headers uh, early on. One of them actually almost loops into the back post, but it lands on uh, the top of the goal. You have a free kick opportunity from Dybala. Tries to go short side. Actually not missing by much, but it looked like Skorupski could have probably gotten there to that one um, had it been on target. Danilo... Danilo gets an opportunity from about 23, 24 yards out. He rips one. It's always curling wide, but good positive start anyways uh, from Juve. Then a little bit of a drop, okay? And then you have uh, Bologna starting to grow in this match. And we're talking within 15 minutes, okay? So good positive hard start from Juve. 15 minutes in, Bologna starts to grow into this one. Arnautovic gets a bit of a mismatch with DeShilio, finds DeShilio on his back and turns him, doesn't miss by much, okay? So warning shot there from Bologna. Then Juventus continues on. You have uh, Pellegrini putting uh, a cross in here that Morata actually looks like he's going to get to. It throws Skorupski off, falls back post to Rabio, tap it, tap in for Rabio. He tapped it, but to the ball boy behind the net. Um, so that one hurt. That one hurt. Got to bury that. Now, 
you get uh, you move on in this one, and then you have a breakdown, complete breakdown in the middle of the park, and Soriano is allowed to basically run forward. Rabio is in his zone, but Danilo stepped up to the player that was ahead of Rabio, and this kind of screwed them because then Soriano had a free lane. You see Delict and Chiellini trying to decide who's going to jump in there, who's going to go. Well, not really, because who's going to go to Arnautovic? Arnautovic is on Delict's back. Soriano steps up. Delict has to go to ball carrier, right? Somebody's got to go to ball carrier, or do yeah. you just let him walk in and fire? Because no, that argument was out there too. You just let him come in and shot, trust your keeper. I don't like that. Don't like you got to put some pressure on the ball carrier. Soriano's <laughs> actually a decent player too. So he's allowed to walk up. Delict goes to step. Kellini takes a couple moves to Arnautovic, but then looks like he wants to try and trap him <clears> offside. <throat> it's too late. Arnautovic is through and uh, he buries. People are looking to blame their, honestly, Delict or Kellini. Honestly, Starts in the midfield. That's the mid. Uh, starts in the midfield. Awful, awful positioning. Lost their guys. And then as far as the CBs go, they just miscommunicated with one another and they weren't on the same page. Uh, Orsolini was also on Killini's back. Just needs to be noted because Killini was caught between a rock and a hard place. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, you got to take away the top threat and that would have been uh, Arnautovic. Delict. He seemed hesitant in stepping forward to uh, Soriano as well because he kind of did it uh, a little half-assed. Is like you just jump in there and go and take that away as quick as possible. But Kellini uh, caught between two minds. <clears throat> it sucks. Guys, your thoughts on that goal? Omar, Omar go first. What's you, buddy? Uh, ah, okay. Thought you were just. That was a point. What can you say? It was in the air. Like the, the second it came in, I I literally said that's deserved. Can't say anything about it. Uh, everyone looked off their off their spots today. No one was in position. It was literally a mess. I can't point anyone who had a good game, and especially on that goal, mm -hmm. it was just bad defending. They can't play with one uh, striker, and no one is marking. <clears throat> And uh, just see the treatment that Vlahovic gets when we play with one striker and there's always someone on him who doesn't allow him to make those turns inside the area. But when teams play against us, it's always zonal marking and they lose their guys. And that's how we concede most of our goals, by just no one marking the, the threat because it's always coming from the main threat. Every team we play against, the main, their main threat scores. And that's, that's a big issue. And I think it was killing his job to mark him because the lick was the one who was coming out because the midfield just dropped the ball on that play. Uh, but it's, it took a team effort to let that goal go in. Yeah, absolutely. I want to address this right here too because I pointed out Orsolini was there and he says there was another winger on Killini's left and MDS was too far away. How many people is Killini supposed to mark? Well, no, that's just pointing out the fact that the positioning was awful. And like we said... At that point, though, in a bang-bang play, you have to make your decision. Was Orsolini more dangerous than Arnautovic at that point when Delic steps up? No. Arnautovic became the most dangerous player. Chiellini <clears throat> took two steps to him and then decided he wanted to step forward, and he did step forward in a way to try and catch an offside trap way too late. He would have been better off just staying there. If the, if the cross goes back post to Orsolini all of a sudden, then it becomes MDS's baby. 
and uh, he was way out of position mm -hmm. anyways. So like I said, everybody's at fault from midfield to the center backs to the fullbacks. Everybody at fault on this goal. Yeah. Uh, Lucci? Yeah, I think it's just a collective breakdown, you know, bad positioning from everyone. But then again, if you're playing a real midfielder, maybe you don't have that breakdown in the midfield coming back at you. Maybe. Maybe. maybe they you know just... what? I will say this. If to this specific point about playing guys in their natural positions, which is another reason why a lot of us are vocal about it and don't care about their age. There was a lot of times in ball progression when we were trying to play out of our own end, our own end where Danilo was not where he needed to be and didn't mm -hmm. go where he needed to be because he was used to being on the defensive side of the right. ball. He <laughs> left Quadrado stranded multiple occasions. He left a couple other guys in some bad positions because he wasn't getting <laughs> to the spots he needed to because he was so used to walking forward and being at that back line. That's the only reason I can attribute it to because he was not demanding the ball and getting in the position he need to mm -hmm. when we were trying to play out of our own end. The rest of the time, it didn't feel that much of an issue, to be honest. But there were moments in there where that was kind of creeping up. Uh, but other than that, uh, didn't really have problems with Danilo and he wasn't a huge issue. But just plays to uh, Lucci's point about guys in natural positions. Mm -hmm. So we're one nil down. Um, absolutely uh, infuriating. Oh. We get oh. to uh, the second uh, <laughs> half here. and uh, I told you you should have talked, Luca. I should have gone first. Um, Juventus. Danilo has a header that goes off the post. Runs across the goal line. <laughs> nobody there to tap it in. Another frustrating one. You get over to uh, another opportunity here. Delict, open header. Delict gets an open header, puts it right at Skorupski. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this was the moment where I was looking at this and this team and how we play. It's simply not good enough to not bury some of these opportunities we had. The Rabio wide open one. Vlavic had a couple headers, one of them being a free header that he actually didn't even hit target on. Um and then you have uh, this delict one. One of those has to go in based on how Juventus plays. You, we, we just don't play in a manner that can afford Juventus to miss one of those opportunities. We are forced to be clinical based on how we play. What do you guys think about that? Luca. Yeah, no, Luca, you go, go last first. this time. Let me go last. It's fine. Okay. Well, I'll okay. Wait. I just want to touch on that because, yes, you need to be clinical. And we've seen that against Inter, against Villarreal. We've seen it time and time again. However, last season, not to bring up, you know, this Pirlo debate, but whatever. Look how many chances we created last year. Whereas, you know, this year we're only creating maybe, what, three, max three a game. And, of course, we're not going to be clinical. We're not producing that many chances. Last year we were one of the top teams in creating chances and we scored a lot more, of course. But how, if you're only creating a couple chances every game, you can't expect to score each one. It's impossible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The, the whole situation in the final third, every time I watch this team, is so frustrating because they all look like chickens with their head cut off. No one knows where to go. No one knows where to pass. We turn it over, cross, pass it out to Quadrado, cross it in, and hope someone gets ahead on it. Like That's, yeah. not, a, that's not a winning solution right there. Uh, yeah. Your guys' thoughts, Omar, Luca? 
agree with uh, Lucci. It was a good style of play when you had Mandzukic and Ronaldo uh, in the area all the time. But just, I don't know, I look at it and eventually if you lose two you know, open goal chances and you need the other team to have two reds in order to draw a game against the team in mm-hmm. 12th place, you don't deserve that win. Juve didn't deserve to draw even yesterday. It took two reds to, for us to take control of the game. Basically, Bologna did what they want. They contained Juve brilliantly. I just I have nothing bad to say against them. They weren't like over aggressive or anything. And we lost that game easily. We just gave him that game. Cordrado yeah. can't miss that opportunity. Rabio can't miss that opportunity. And that's what it comes down to. Good opportunities missed all season long. It's not a problem from the last game. All season long, we don't take our chances. Yeah. We're, just, we're too predictable and too slow. Yeah. Especially slow. attacking. Well, let's get, I want to get Luca. Luca? I'm going to die on this hill and, I, and I'll keep yelling it from the beginning of the season. <clears throat> last year, we had a coach who had the second-best offensive record in the league. Second-best, right after uh, Inter. Uh, offensively, we couldn't finish. That, that was an issue. We created a lot of chances, but we did not bury them. What did Juventus do this year? They brought in a defensive-minded coach who's not only worse defensively, but also worse offensively. So what did we improve? Nothing. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, okay, people are going to say we lost Chiesa and Ronaldo, but we have Dybala, who's been... Relatively a lot Healthy. better this year because he was actually there for most of it. We have <clears throat> we have Vlaovic, who we signed for a record fee in January, and we got the players Max wanted. So, and even when Kiza was around, he wasn't doing at all what he was supposed to be doing. L- let's be very freaking honest. Mm-hmm. So, my issue becomes, you know, wh- why was the focus uh, on bringing such the, such a mentality now that's not really benefiting us anywhere? You know, the, the defensive football, yes, okay, you could say it might be still alive, but we don't have the defensive players to play that style anymore so now you're bringing down your offensive opportunities the, the big chances created are not there anymore they may be a third of what they used to be exactly. so no shit we're going to score less than last year we have half of the attempts maybe a third of the attempts so if, if the mentality and clinical you know mentality wasn't there last year if we couldn't finish with Ronaldo and Chiesa up front how are we going to do better this year when you're not only creating less but you've lost those two players it, it's I, everyone said we have to replace those goals, replace those goals. Sure, mm-hmm. we did. We got we got a, a, an $80 million striker who was Capo Canyonetti when he joined us, and now he's absolutely dog shit in the last three games because he's being singled out and man-marked, not by one, but by two players in the team. And then it's that's easy it. to shut that down. Mentality. You know, like, you, like you said, Lucci, we rely on swinging in balls into the net, and it's fine. We have a big guy up front. Do it. But if you can't get a cross in... What's the point? Cuadrado, everyone was yelling to say that, oh, now we've got Duzan. He's going to put the ball on his head. He's going to put it back in the net. I haven't seen it happen once. Not one assist from Cuadrado to Duzan Vlaovic yet. I haven't seen it. You're not wrong. There's, uh, we're going to get into this a little bit after we just wrap up the, fi- the finale of the highlights there. But there's a lot in comparison from last year to this season. But there's... <sighs> There's issues. There's different issues, though. So people want to factor in, uh, you know, no Chiesa this year, whatnot. But in turn, we've had a relatively healthy Dybala because Dybala was essentially not available to Pirlo. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Pirlo did not have uh, Locatelli in the middle of the field for almost an entire season, mm-hmm. uh, which would have probably helped his ideas. Pirlo did have Cristiano Ronaldo. But now um, you have Lovic. This year, one of our main uh, you know, uh, contributors last season, Cuadrado, has been pretty bad, in my opinion, uh, for mo- most of the season. At the start of the season, he was really, really bad. I hear the, these discussions about Ronaldo tax as Cuadrado and his assists. Cuadrado oh. assisted three CR7 goals last year. So wipe that off of your uh, mindsets if you're thinking he's not having a down year and it's because Ronaldo's not the one banging the goals. Out of all the assists Cuadrado had last year, what did he finish with? 15, 16, something like that in mm-hmm. all competitions? Yeah. I think it was 17. Three were two CR. His highest assisted player was Murata. Uh, so, yeah, Chiesa is a huge loss or whatnot, but Max wasn't getting a lot out of Chiesa anyways. When he was there, the goals. frustrating part, the frustrating part about it was he landed on a setup that would have catered to Chiesa after Chiesa got hurt. That's and all those guys that were there earlier that were shouting, try it now, try it now, whatever. And you don't for whatever reason, but then you land on it. It's frustrating. Like try it at the start of the year, you know, try it at the start of the year, answer the questions beginning when you're trying to go there whether he flipped the script and changed and wanted to just lock in on defensive because of how poorly we started which by the way was really only because of individual errors i can't really even blame max too much other than substitution wise he was kind of all over the map it looked like he still wasn't fully comfortable with uh, the guys he had or knew what he had but frustrating start nonetheless this is where we are there's comparisons that kind of go back and forth can make you go back and forth from last season to this season. But ultimately we all are saying the same thing. It's you still at some point have to give any manager, whoever the hell it is, whether it was Pirlo, Pirlo should have got it. He didn't get it, but Max needs to get it. Somebody needs to get a Mercado under their belt with this team. Do we all agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we could, uh, like a lot of people are saying, Allegri out. I get it. It's, it's it's an anger thing, but until he gets a full transfer window, like he got a great winter winter window. Let's be very honest. But his summer one wasn't that, bad either. Yeah, realistically. But was it was it shaped towards him? I mean, did we make those decisions for him, or was you're it telling for, me Locatelli would not have been a max? Locatelli was coming even when Pirlo was around. That was uh, that was, and I would have liked to see him under Pirlo. I think we all would have, hundred percent. Omar's. Had this Pondering. to say as far as every match should get. Are you are you saying Max should not get a Mercado? I don't know if he should not get one, but I'm climbing off the the Allegri train. I was high on him and someone to balance, but I look at, at the season as a whole so far and no wins against top four, conceding a lot, scoring very few goals. And I look oh. at other teams around. You look at Atalanta. Fine, they're not fifth place. And they were missing uh, Zapata and lost Papu Gomez and blah, blah, blah. Everyone, they had no attack this season. They still have more goals than Juve with worse okay. defenders. So 
I got to freeze it here because now we're going to get into the good stuff. So basically, highlight guys. Okay, Morata has a run-in challenge. Challenge okay, wait, is questionable. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stanga is going to lose it if we don't, like, if, if we listen, don't listen. talk about the assist. Challenge, there. challenge comes in. What I found interesting with the challenge is based on how they reviewed it because they reviewed it at the initial contact, but I didn't think the initial contact was where the actual foul took place. And I saw the second part where he actually goes in, sweeps the foot, was actually in the area. So it was interesting when I saw the review because the first line of contact did happen kind of ahead of the line. But I didn't see that part as the actual foul when he swept the leg under and actually took him out. It was inside there. So it was interesting nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you get a red card coming out of it. No PK, free kick, red card. Medell does Medell things, gets himself <laughs> sent off for arguing. Classic. Murata with a bike assist. Thank God Vlaovic was there because it I was, was going actually wide. going wide. I was okay? going wide. It was going wide. Uh, 1 1. I'll take it. Ugly. Uh, I'll take the point. Now, let's get to Omar. Okay, because Omar's kind of touching on something crazy here. For all the shit and abuse that Pirlo took last season, it cannot be ignored. And when we start to bring up guys getting, um, uh, stop it, stop it. Uh, it was going wide. Okay, going wide. That was not a pass. I just stopped it. He's kicked he both gonna, of them yeah, out. He was going to hit the post like Quadrado could have just. Uh, Pass that one in an open cage. In fact, we didn't talk about that. This cannot be ignored when we talk about guys wanting to get, uh, you know, that Mercado in for coaches and managers and whatnot. Max has not beat any of the top four sides Mm -hmm. this season. Not one victory against any of the top four sides, okay? We lost uh, Supercopa. Sure, we can advance. We have the chance to advance to the final of the uh, Coppa Italia and then have to face uh, one of the Milan sides. So no wins against top four. Worst home record in a, a decade. Okay. Worst home record in a decade. Mm-hmm. Chiesa, one of the main antagonists, was doing nothing, next to nothing before he got uh, injured. And you have a team that, can we honestly say there is a big difference from the start of the year until now in terms of how they play, regardless of adding in the guy who was tied for Capo Canyonera when he was brought in in January and uh, bringing in a, a, another uh, midfielder like Zakaria in here. Can we say there is honest progression? I will say this. I will say this. For me, this team this team is the same for me not only this season last as well in terms of how poor they are at converting okay we talk about scoring more goals last season but they created a hell of a lot more okay they also we were the top team for missed big opportunities and big chances created. We were the top side. So we missed a ton. The reason we were scoring more is because we played. We played in a manner that created a ton. So we've taken that away from ourselves. We're simply not clinical enough. Okay. When the chances do come, when the chances do come in these matches, you're seeing what our players are doing. Yesterday, even if you want to get at max for anything, 
Rabio needs to score that. Delict can't head that straight at the goalie. And Quadrado, for the love of God, you're just passing a ball into a wide open cage. What? Like, are we serious at this level that you can't put that in? That is not on Max. So for me, a lot of this season, this team, this team can't score goals, man. Even when the chances do come. It's, but but go ahead. It's hard to defend Max, like you said. Like those stats do not work in his favor. But like but like you also brought up, it's not it's not on him. You don't he does he's not the one missing the net, right? So who do you who, who do you but blame? If, but if you created more chances, you're gonna score more goals. Okay, but Luigi, yes, you're right. But you're not also gonna be able to create 30 chances every single match. The of bottom line not. is these guys are not executing to a level that we need. Okay. But I do agree with you. We're not doing ourselves any favors. Yeah. But if you look at this game yesterday, that's got to be – these. there's got to be two goals out of the opportunities we have. Fine. That's fair. But two things. You can't tell me this team is any worse or the same as last year. It, you're, this team is much more – is, is much better this season, well more organizationally built for Allegri. And you're telling me he still can't score goals? The midfield's better. You're, you have a more balanced attack with Dybala in there and Vlaovic compared to everything going through Ronaldo. So you can't tell me we, should, we shouldn't be, we should be creating less now because without Ronaldo. We should be creating equally as much. Is it Max's fault that Dybala ghosted yesterday? No, of course. Dybala's ghosted for the but past year and a half. It's Max's fault putting we'll him in a position... That he was ghosted. Like, there's games this year where we had zero chances on net. Yes. That's on Max. Exactly. Like, I don't Thank care you. who the players are. Thank like, you. That's on Max. I, I won't even look at stats. Just You need to watch you can the just game. Watch. The, yeah. It's just clear I, the, as day. Yeah. The it's, opportunities we have are very accidental. It doesn't come through patterns of play and something rehearsed in training. Mm-hmm. It's all down to a player's personal ability to create something. Even Vlahovic goals are down to his ability to create chances. That doesn't change the fact, though, that when the chances are there that need to be finished, this team continues to not finish. But with that, I agree. With that, I agree. Allegri can't be Quadrado's right leg or the big kid or anything. But even if it's like what you guys are saying, hey, I was the conductor of that train like uh, my man Joe was on the Vlava train, okay? I've been there. I've been there all year. But what I'm saying is I do agree we can do more. We can play in a different manner. We can be a little more front-footed. But it doesn't change the fact that you have a team, even last season with Cristiano Ronaldo, that had a poor overall conversion rate. And now... You've got a team that continues to not be able to put in the opportunities that they have to score. So it creates a fear that with Max in the way he is and the way he goes about his business and wants a team to play, is this a recipe for disaster? Can we continue on this way? Are good players that we bring in going to eventually change this? for max because i'm seeing guys i'm seeing opportunities that they're just not confident enough to score like i i don't i don't understand it you you bring in one of the top goal scorers in syria who was literally scoring from anywhere and everywhere for fiorentina now he can't buy a, a damn goal 
And does that come down to Vlaovic just losing all his talent? Or does it come down to Max and the way he's, okay, uh, uh, Delit, just send a long ball to Vlaovic and hopefully he can take it down and, and take on freaking four defenders. It, it doesn't work like that. It, it's just when, when you look at the lineups before game, you under, you sort of understand what needs to happen and how the game should be executed. But when you see the game, you see no change whatsoever. Okay, Vlahovic is locked in the middle with a defender on his back. With seven Max, defenders on his back. Max, tell him to cut to the left, cut to the right, create openings, drag those defenders out of position. But the insistence of playing the same way you planned on playing when starting the game and not reacting to considered mm-hmm. goals, bad performances, ball losses. We can't complete a five-yard pass. Like There was one move for Quadrado where we dribbled past three guys in our defense natural Quadrado, and then passes an easy pass to Rabio, misplaces it. Yeah, that was possibly. the story of Quadrado for the rest of the season. Quadrado so, in a nutshell. The thing is, for me, I see everyone at blame. I see everyone at fault. Like, sure, you can pick out all of Max's shortcomings. At the end of the day, these guys are not executing whatsoever. Now, I will say this. You guys are right. Vlaovic has a ton of work to do and whatnot. But I watched yesterday's game, and I see very little attention. And this is from a player standpoint, okay? This is coming. You guys have all played the game. Think about this from a player standpoint. When you are getting ruled out, and I'm not singling out Vlaovic for everybody. Don't think this is from Vlaovic. This is from a team standpoint because yesterday when I watched this game, I laughed at the lack of movement. That was there from players. You saw Dybala and Cuadrado trying to play the exact same game on the exact same flank. Neither one of them moving to create space for another. Neither one of them trying to penetrate the defense. On the left side, you had Morata being flat with Vlaovic against the back line. Not coming in, not showing for it. This is a player's issue because your coach can only do so much. At the end of the day, if you're out there on the pitch and a guy's all over you, draped all over you, you can't get involved in the game, you're not getting the ball, You, it's up to you at that point to figure out, okay, how am I going to shake this guy? What do I have to do? Where do I need to go to get myself involved? Okay, Quadrado wants to be here. I can't also be here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start ex- like exploiting this space or whatever. I'll take this defender out here. They're not doing that. I see too many players trying to play the same game. And this could be a scouting issue and something that you've done uh, as management. But we have too many guys that want to play the same game. And that's play the game with the ball at your feet. You can't have five cooks in the kitchen. There has to be those movements. People have to sacrifice for their teammates at times. Yesterday, there was absolutely zero sacrifice for one another. Nobody wanted to be that guy that was a decoy that would just take somebody here so somebody else could be. There was no movement. Luca, where was the movement? I, I, I this is gonna this unpopular opinion, but Berna when he came in was moving a lot and he took that wide option multiple times. He's probably the only guy I'll give praise to at the end of the game because everyone was just clammed in the box and he was pulling wider and wider. So that's the only shot. Okay. The question is, why do we, do we always get to this situation where we need to clam everyone in the box and cross the ball? That's, that's my issue. I, 
you know, all the flack Pirlo got, he did win that game against Porto and was eliminated yeah. on away goals. Yeah. Same goes for Sarri, who was eliminated on away goals and non-call penalty. Max was defeated, period. Max was defeated. Every time period. we needed to win this season, we lost. But back Every to time. Omer's point, back to your point, Omer, before where you said, like, the, the Allegri game plan is the same from minute one to minute 92. Mm-hmm. He, at halftime, does he not realize, okay, well, they're doing this defensively, so someone move here, someone get the hell over there. And no, figure he doesn't it out. adjust. He, he doesn't yeah, do nothing. I, That's where I, I get frustrated. It's I, like, was looking, I was looking at Max and he took off his jacket in the 80th minute and started yelling and screaming all those, why? Why can't you do that from minute one? Well, get that lead time. you need. Because at halftime, why do we have to wait all, all the way to the 80th minute to start yeah. yelling at people to run forward and run to their places? You see, you see what's going on so at halftime it's, it's, in the first he half. Does that because, he does that because that's the way he plays football, guys. It's very simple. Max Allegri, in, especially this season, it's been a staple of his play. It's defend as much as we can, make as little mistakes as we can. And for those three attempts we get, we need to score at least one and mm-hmm. win by one goal. That's what it's been. With Pirlo, at least it was 20 attempts and maybe you scored two or three. But we were missing a lot. That's fine because we were creating a lot. With Max, you get three, you miss three, the game's over because the other team is taking that one chance and scoring. Look, That's even all it takes Conte, to beat Max Allegri. Even, That's all it takes. Even Conte has, has from minute one his foot on all of his players' throats yep. to yep. do what they need to do. And I don't yep. see that from Max. He stands yep. there yep. delivering orders, calma, calma all the time. No, don't, don't relax. Go get yeah. that goal, yeah. that two-goal lead. Get then there. you can relax. The only time I That's, saw him yell... Mid game at a player was what Kulusevsky wasn't running. Like yeah. the only guy he ever shot on, I think. And where game. is Kulusevsky today, and how is he doing? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Not saying it was fit a good fit at Juve. Just yeah. that's what yeah. happens when when a manager has belief in you and demands something from you. Max counts on his system more than he counts on his players. Omar, what's yeah. freaking frustrating is that. It, and, and I get it. We're, we're this is a big issue for both the coach and the players. But you gotta give it to Max. For some games, it's completely been on the players, which I'll give it to him. Like he, he's shown that he's able to implement something that's not a failure. You know, like let's go back two weeks versus Inter. That wasn't a terrible game. That was a good Juventus game. But that yeah, style but we of play, didn't blame him for that one. To be fair, we no, gave him the like, benefit of the no, doubt. No, exactly. Yeah. We all gave him the benefit of the doubt. But even that game, we had what two, three chances. We can't keep relying on those two, three chances to win yep. the games every time. That's not going to get you anywhere. You, you, you want to play the probability game, create more. The more chances you have, the more chances there are of you scoring. You know? And I want to touch on Mark B's point here where we were a defensive disaster under Pirlo. Is that really first? No, we're of all, second best defense in the league. What are you saying? I'm gonna that, stop it right here. That one, and we didn't have a proper midfield. You guys, you guys have had two. your fun. I'm gonna stop right here. The reason I'm gonna stop here, you went off. I want to cut off the Pirlo and Allegri comparison. I want to keep it, keep it within this season. Mm. Um, I will go. I will go with this. I see still a lot of the same issues, but I'm not. I'm not advocating for Allegri by any means, okay? And everybody knows where I stand. I will support him while he's with the club and whatnot, for sure. But I have concerns. I have concerns also when we talk about, uh, is he the right guy to maximize the project that we've done with the U23? Because I'm concerned that these guys are going to turn into just bargaining chips. And 
it's the highest amount of top prospects UV's had in a long time. We might not see anything out of it other than bargaining chips. I'm not saying Juventus needs to turn into a developmental team where all of a sudden we just build these guys up and sell them and become a feeder team. That's not it. But there's max, there's a lot of max rewards that you can get out of integrating and developing. Um, and that saves you financially a lot, which would help us in splashes further on down the road. But that concerns me about Max. What concerns me about Max, honestly, is just the way he sees the game is no different two years on down the road from being removed from it. I think he sees the game the exact same way that he did at the path. That That's the part that concerns me about Max, is that I, I haven't seen a whole lot of change. When we talk about the players, though, we cannot... We, we just simply cannot excuse the fact that these guys are not executing, whether it's mental, whether it's whatever the case may be, these guys are not executing. And there has been matches this season where Max did everything right and the team struggled and failed to deliver. They were put in matches where we created a ton of, of opportunities and they could not close the teams out. They could not seal the deal that goes beyond the manager. This is why I said yesterday in a tweet, it is a hundred percent everybody involved. So if we want to go and make a managerial change, say we do that again, this next window is way too sketchy to do that in my personal opinion because of the amount of change we have the possibility of seeing yep. we might see a lot of change mm -hmm. and for me let's try to rule out this uh roster thing before jumping the gun on yet another managerial change but if all of a sudden we see this roster next season and things remain the same. This mentality seems to be weak. Guys still can't execute. And we're just not playing in a manner that allows this team to succeed. Then I say, then you can look elsewhere. But I think it's a very dangerous business with this particular Mercado. That's how I feel. But what do you guys think about this Mercado and making a shift? Omar. I, oh. Oh. Okay. Right. I don't, it, it depends on who's available. Basically, I wouldn't change Max for everyone. And just like you said, I'm not so sure he's the guy to rebuild this team and take it back to its greatness. Uh, and I got to say this, no amount of Rabios or Arthurs will make me stop watching Juve and stop being a fan. And every team deals with uh, players malfunctioning and referee decisions. Not something that only Juve has to deal with. Yeah. But what Max showed me is that he hasn't changed a bit in two years. I don't know if he even watched football at that time. If the if like Zidane is available, I, I would go for him. I would definitely go for him. Uh, if we're talking about trying out, I don't know, Dionisi from uh, Sassuolo or anything, then... No, but let's see how we finish the season. Like the, the opinions change from game in, game out mm -hmm. uh, about the players we want to purchase this summer and about the players who should leave. 
So I, the jury is not out on Max yet, but he hasn't proven that he deserves the four-year contract and the highest salary in Syria that he gets at the moment. You forgot to bring that up. He has the highest. He's got. Uh, we went down the stats, and the stats against uh, against him are very, 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 Ugly. very tough to very deny. Tough. When you look at no wins against top four, worst home record in a decade. Like I mean, it's it, it's pretty it's pretty bad in that sense. And the flip side is, you know, one of the top. And I don't even know how. This is the problem. Remember when I was making those jokes about hashtag Don't ask how. Don't ask how Juve is one of the top point teams in 2022, but it doesn't feel that way when you watch us play or you see us. Mm-hmm. It's a frustrating one, but the max thing is tough. Dell's saying, why waste another year though? Players another year older, club reputation taking further hits. What's the point? If max stays, I see Delict going. Can I? Can I? Because I was going to follow I, I, Omar, Edge, and I feel like... I can agree with it. I, I You know what? This is my point to uh, Al's question before, and it's going to touch on on what Dell said here. I don't think Max is the right man. I don't. I, I said it when we started the year. I didn't think he was the right one, and I still think that. But at this point, we're we're backed in a corner. You know, if we restart, it's just another year of waiting because next year, if we get another coach and it goes to shit, it's going to be like, okay, we got to wait till summer. It's going to be the same excuse every time. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing that now. We said it with Sadi. We said it with Pirlo. Give Max the goddamn transfer in the summer. Give him a little bit more time and see what happens. If he fails next year, he fails next year. At least we could we can't use the same excuse. True. That's what I'm tired of hearing. It's always the same excuse. So now you've backed yourself in a corner. You know, adjust to the coach, not the other way around. It, it's it's enough now of all this overlapping, overlapping, overlapping. Just you know, ride it out. If it's shit next year, then you change. And well, that's just is- it. You have to rule something out. We can't exactly. continue to we can't continue to just beat the same dead horse. It's like exactly. managerial change. Well, no, he doesn't have his players. He doesn't have this. It's like let's just let's just see it go. We had a strong January window. We've carried a lot of dead weight for too many years too. And these there's still these guys lingering around. For God's sakes, Ramsey's coming back. Everybody, okay, okay, okay. Lucas, Hold Lucas on. happy. Hold on. He's Listen, back. his contract is coming back, but he's not coming deal, back. Let's deal with the roster, okay? Let's just wait and see. Now, look, I have my doubts. I'm with you guys on the Allegri thing, but I had to play devil's advocate today because these players cannot get off scot-free. They just can't. At the end they of don't. the day, as a player, where's your sense of pride? Like, we're just going to say, this guy's ruled out on the pitch, and, oh, yeah, that's on max? At some point, these guys have to take the pride. You're playing at a professional level, and the best cross you could send in is knee-high repeatedly 10 times in a row, not even coming close to a target. Even if we all agree that's not how you should play a game is just sending crosses in and hoping for the best, regardless, it's frustrating to see a guy that can't take a corner kick that gets over the first defender every damn time. Albert. like, let's be serious here. These guys need to take a look in the mirror and realize, hey, we got to do better. We got to step up. This is pathetic. Okay. From a coaching standpoint, I agree. There's not a lot that you see come off the training pitch. There's not a lot of patterns of play or whatnot. Again, the roster for me has accumulated too many of the same style players of in terms of how they want to play the left side continues to be 
weak. Weak. Left side is weak. They need to fix that. But Max isn't safe by any means. Okay? And we will see what develops there. The sad thing is... have another topic. Del Piero. Del Piero yeah. makes his... Uh, hey, he comes back, comes back. You know, and it's great. Everybody's nervous about this curse. Well, we didn't lose. Every time we should have away, and it's an away match, we seem to lose. But uh, we didn't. We didn't lose. We drew, we drew, but still sad. You want to get that win for not a win, so it's a loss. First time since 2012. Obviously, he's in the stadium, whatnot. And then the talks of the number ten, the number ten. Feelings of what 10 needs to be, how they need to play, where in the number. Give Chiesa the number 10, all this. Luca, kick us off on number 10. Oh God. Right. So this came up yesterday on Twitter, and I don't remember who I had the conversation with. But there's this whole idea, and especially now, because there's all this sour taste in our mouth with Ibala and the whole situation and yada, yada, yada. We saw Tevez. We saw... Del Piero yesterday. There's a lot of talk about the number 10 and whether or not Paolo has done it justice or whether he's been the leader that, you know, Tevez or Del Piero was. I want to really just say that, yes, okay, Paolo yesterday wasn't there, but most of our attack wasn't there. And, you know, if you think it's because he's checked out, I don't believe that because the last two games he played just fine. It wasn't on him. Uh, he's been, you know, pushing for that goal and you see it, you see the emotion, even when I think Vlaovic scored off his assist. You saw how much he wanted that. I want to say that whoever's been, you know, whoever's going to go out there and say that the number 10, first of all, the number 10 and the armband are two different things. I want that very clear because just because you're 10 does not mean you, I, you become a leader naturally. No, it's the number 10, in my opinion, and maybe I'm young, so maybe Al and Omar could adjust me on this. Number 10, in my opinion, leads the attack in his way. He's got to be clinical. He's got to have that hunger. He's got to... He's got to be the face of Juventus' attack. And he's got to be the face of Juventus in other ways too. But does he have to lead because he's, because he's the captain? No, no. People are saying he didn't lead the same, that Paolo was not the same leader as Del Piero. No shit. Al, you said it yourself. Del Piero was one in a million. We're never going to get a player like that again. And the comparisons need to stop. Just because he was there yesterday, you know, like two, you go back two years ago, people were saying, oh, he's the next coming of ADP. There was even photo edits of Paolo next to ADP and they're saying how he was the next coming. And now people are just turning their back on that concept. Why? Because, you know, we're in the modern age and we heard all these rumors about his contract. I want all that shit put to rest. Paolo is leaving. It's done. It ended badly. Yes, we know. Let's bury it and not talk about it anymore because prior to all this talk, which by the way, we have no proof any of it was even true because it's all rumors. Prior to this, Paolo played his part. He dragged us to multiple seasons. And even this season, how many times did we look like absolute dog shit without him? And I want him. this dead and buried. Lucci, you might say something. I'm okay with it. I want it dead and buried. He's been an absolute icon for this team the last five years. If it wasn't for Ronaldo being around, you know, the face of Juventus was Dybala. Even if Chiellini was injured, even was Gigi was not there, Paolo was the face, and I don't want to hear anything, any slander just because he's leaving now. It, it's done. It's buried. Move on. You know, like I'm going to take this player. one last. 
I'm going to take yep. this one last. We'll go around to Omar and Lucci now on thoughts of Dybala and how he represented the 10. Go ahead, Omar. How he has done so far, it's fine. He was okay. He, I have no issues with how he represented that number. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Lucas said, it, it's done. He's leaving. Okay? So the number 10 is vacant. Does anyone deserve that number? I don't know if numbers are deserved in in teams basically uh throwing a 99 on his back i don't care just the the expectation from a shirt on the back to players performance on the pitch is just non-existent for me Uh, it doesn't take a number on the back to make a player perform good or bad Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. you want that number 10, give it to anyone. Give it to the league, give it to Chesney for all I care. Just perform on the pitch as a team. And that's what kills me with Dybala in the last season. Okay, I won't throw in the previous season. Stop trying to be the savior. Start playing like a team. You can't have a free yeah. kick close to the edge close to the edge of the field, near the corner flag, and yes. you try to shoot from there. I, uh, that was that's yeah. that's just a playing a player playing for his own interest. The box is filled with tall players who can score a goal, and you shoot it. Like how many times have you scored that? All Once. Right. All right, all right. all right, all right, all right. He's right. Go on to Lucci, please. He's right. He buried um, one against Atletico from the same spot. Now, Lucci, uh, yeah, you're three one, years ago. one in a million, one in a million. There. Sorry, Omer. Go ahead. No, that's it. The, oh, okay. the same well, goes for Cordrado. It's not a matter of Cordrado number on the, the same back. Thing, so I don't want to touch that one. I, I, Lucci, please go. Let's yeah. get Lucci's and then I'll wrap up on this I, 10 uh, one and then we'll move on. I think he's won the 10 fine. I, I agree with Luca. He's shown up on multiple occasions, obviously not within the last couple of years. And, you know, it stuff happens, I understand. But, yes, he's been a great player for us. He hasn't, you know, really done anything bad you know, to publicly humiliate or embarrass the club, which is, which is what a leader should do. But with that, I don't think he's captain material. The 10 is I'm fine with, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's a captain. Well, you said, you said, no, it's a different conversation. It's a different conversation. But you, you brought up the (laughs) captaincy and I don't think that, that was my point, Lucci, because we've had this conversation at the beginning of the season when he was given that armband before Bonucci. We've had that conversation. That's another one. I'm saying yesterday people were getting confused with one and the other. The armband is one thing. The 10 is another. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm fine with the 10. And I think you leave it vacated for next year, maybe even the year after. But I don't think he's a cap. He should have. He's really captain material for Juventus. Okay, let's let's make the same argument for Chiellini. The number three is going to be vacant. Yes. That make Chiellini, do I remember who was... Number three before Chiellini? No. Who was? He made... I have no idea. He made that number his by performing on the pitch and not the other way around. He didn't inherit it from some great player and had to live up to his standards. Here's, that's, that's, that's why it doesn't... That's here's the thing. The, I'm going to get itself. into this. Let's, Real let's quick. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. while you're here, like the video. Okay, If you're new, subscribe to the channel. Okay, Your one-stop shop for everything UV. Now, let's get into this number 10. Here's the thing. We could say all this, that the number 10 doesn't matter and that it's the players that make the number, whatever. I don't necessarily believe that's true. And that you don't have to look any further than Del Piero himself speaking to when Vlaovic 
joined this team and took the number seven. If you think numbers don't have meanings, they all have meanings. Vlaovic took it immediately after Ronaldo, one season removed. Um, that's a big, big statement from a player. Players, keep in mind the guys that wore it before them, okay? Dybala had a celebration. Who was he attributing to? Blatini. Blatini used to wear 10 for uh, Juventus. Dybala always spoke of Del Piero and whatnot. Del Piero's own words were uh, in Vlaovic that that shows you the mentality that this guy took that number seven. To say that the numbers don't have meanings or anything, whatever, to players, I don't think is necessarily true. Is it as big a deal as some make? Probably not, okay? But they do have meanings and whatnot, and they carry forward. Did Dybala do the 10 justice? I think absolutely. Yes. absolutely. I think yes. In his own absolutely. way. Absolutely. He did do it justice. Another thing that this leads me to is that we have to simply stop. What do we need to stop doing? We need to stop and realize because it's almost a disrespect to some of these guys. Omar brought in Chiellini. Um, Del Piero is probably one of the biggest next to Gigi Buffon. We were absolutely spoiled with once in a lifetime type of characters that it does. It's a disrespect to Del Piero to try and hold up somebody to him. Not only that, the game has changed completely. Yep. There was a completely different feeling around Juventus when Del Piero was around, and it was way more family-concentrated and based based on Agnelli's relationships with Del Piero himself, uh, Zidane, these players. It was much, much different. It was much, much different. Definitely, definitely, even though it was business back then, it's a 1,000% more of a business now. But we have lost a bit of that feeling that used to be around Juve's in terms of players and management and whatnot. It's just not the same as the way it was with Gianni there. But if you think in today's uh, day and age, what Juve went through, if you would be looking at guys to the stature that we had that would stick around, I think it's kind of slim pickings. I think you'd probably get a few, but we have to simply stop comparing everybody to the once in a lifetime guys because it's a disrespect to them and it isn't fair to these guys that's yep. my personal opinion on that whole matter um i, I agree i agree, I agree. the, the number good. 10 role is just lost in football today no teams played with number 10 role back then it used to signal some some sort of role you need to play on the field which doesn't exist anymore today you have your number nines your number eight your number six Blah, blah, blah. No one was making the same arguments when Buffon handed the number one to Chesney. Yep, exactly. Now, having said that, the number 10 beyond, I vacant, say leave it. Vacant for a year. I say leave least, it. Yeah, at least too, year. Much, too much, too much. It's, it, and this is, I think this is something we need to touch upon. It's, it's not what it used to be, right? I'll say it. And I think it's too much pressure because it's always that idea that you need to live up to that. And that's the problem with the fans nowadays. It's you're not going to get what it used to be. So you can't make that comparison. So let it just be a number, nothing else. You know, like the 10, okay, it'll always be special in soccer, especially Italian soccer and especially Juventus because we had so many great ones. 
but to always put the same pressure every time, it shouldn't be that way. Especially now where like every player, the little amount of pressure throws them off. It's it, the, the game has changed. We can't be making these comparisons anymore. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, you know, like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just not, it's not fair to anybody involved. And it's a, uh, it's, a it'll always, I mean, it'll be to, special. That's for sure. It's, I think it still remains something unique, but not what it used to be. And I don't think that it's fair to ever make that comparison. So yes, the number 10, the next number 10 will be important. I, I will make that argument because even when Paolo had it, I still made that argument that he is our number 10 and he, he needs to be something special. And he was, so that's where, you know, We'll leave it just at that. You want he has to be a special player. You're not just going to give it to Bernadeschi. I think that's an agreement for everybody here. But does that mean it's it's it has to be what it used to be? No, I think it needs to evolve just like the game has evolved. Yeah, yeah. Anish has a question here, directed at me actually. Do we have STB today at all? No, he just uh, he asks if uh, considering Dybala's recent performances on set pieces, should we? Give another someone else a try. Yes. Look, Design I missed one yesterday too. The fuck are you talking about? I don't know. It just should be a, like sort of a team play, not kicking from anywhere. This is. Uh, I want to kind of flip this to you guys. Let's hear it. Because one of the things I saw with Max taking heat yesterday was due to the fact that he even started Dubella since he's going to be leaving at the end of the season, and it says. Why not look beyond since he's not even going to be around and you're putting your faith and again, set pieces, all this. It's an interesting thought, but I mean, who, who's yeah. going to be going in there on this team looking at yesterday's lineup in the bench. We have to be <laughs> serious here, but what do you guys say? Like, I mean, who, what are we going to do here? Like see it out, whatnot. But I will ask you this question. Is Dabala checked out? Lucci, yes, and and no, I I agree that he. Sh I don't disagree that he shouldn't be playing because realistically you have no other options that are decent. But then again, if he's playing like he did yesterday, you're better off giving someone else a chance. Look to somewhere else, change change a formation, play the three five two again. Maybe I I don't know. Uh, yeah. He just he, he looks like he's not interested. He's not the, like he's not. He wasn't involved making runs. I don't think he hit the target. His free kicks, corner kicks were all awful. It's hard to argue for him staying in the lineup because he just it's Bologna. There's nobody else there, man. Omar, you, you got it. You got to do something. You got you play Let's Quadrado up. You play Quadrado in that position instead instead of playing them side by side because they were playing like partner. They were practically holding hands yesterday anyway. If you want my honest opinion, Danilo should have been move back if anything quadrado like that would have freed him up to the true outside and play a natural midfielder well, that was back to our original argument which i agree with just play a natural midfield not that not that danilo was an issue in any way shape or form okay other than just some progressional stuff which wasn't a big deal you'd expect expected. from a guy who played most of his time at the back yeah but honestly just, I hate this fear and hesitancy to play guys just because of their age. Yes. And we got into it in the match day live. I know Luca has his thoughts here on this, but you know, in terms of Dybala, I'm just gonna wrap it up on the Dybala thing. Is there's no, there's, 
there's nobody else there. And we want to talk about crucial matches and we want to talk about crucial points. And this is the reason young guys aren't getting the minutes. Well, then you put your best out there. Like Dybala, Dybala is our best player yesterday. You would never tell looking at it. Is he checked out? Isn't he? Sure. Maybe. Uh, but that's a, uh, that's a tough situation when you aren't going to renew a player. That was one of my main concerns that came out of it, especially after Riva Bene went out and, and used those words to yeah, throw right. salt into the wound. It was it's like, why are salt. you doing this when you still have about nine or 10 crucial league games? Yep. Why would you go and add salt to the wound? Just leave it at what it is. You don't need to go out there and say he's not the center of our project anymore. Dusan was the second. You don't need to say that. Nope. Even if so everybody immature. knows it, even if everybody's thinking it, you don't have to say that. It's I see that as a little bit of disrespect to, to Paolo. Now, could he be checked out? He very well could be checked out. But the young guys, if we can't, like, is when is the good moment? To play a young guy if we're still scared uh, crucial points whatever but you have a player that's checked in like we're all fighting arguments in a big circle and just mm-hmm. spinning around we're coming and it right seems back like to this the topic, team has uh... just been spinning their tires for a couple seasons now it's weird but i don't know this tabala thing there would have been no other way to do it if you wanted to see it out it would have reached that point before that you know what i mean like there's no way you could have even if you uh, keep, drag him on until the end of the season and then you lay it on him is that not in turn worse because all the other players would see what you just did to him players that might want to join the team in the future kind of see how you treated this guy like that at least they laid it out from the forefront just say hey we can't come to an agreement or whatnot yeah true what do you guys think i think it was better now or when he the did way it. they did it yes i think so you don't want it after he's already you're already the end of the season he's gone and you're saying going back like you're rehashing old issues for no reason. He's already gone at that point. Yeah, like I think it would have been worse if they said, "Hey, let's talk about this." You know, yeah, in the in the off season, end of April, whatever. Yeah. We'll talk about this. Whatever. I think yeah, that's almost no. worse. No, I agree. I agree. Omar, yeah, I, what just, I first of all, I completely agree with you. There was no need to say that whatsoever. Uh, creates pressure on Dushan and kind of insulting to Paolo. And I said before that when he leaves, I don't want him to leave in a bad way. I want him to be honored for everything he, he has done for the club. I just want to say to from from the fans all the way to to the management, you know, you can't keep giving players you love or appreciate the benefit of the doubt. Like Pellegrini could play one bad game and everyone will cry for benching him. Mm-hmm. Yet Dybala or Colorado can have 10 bad games and they get the benefit of the doubt all the time. You make excuses all around to why they were not the problem. But these are the senior guys. These are the guys who should take responsibility for the so way they true. play. And just, and, you know, be, be consistent with your and, uh, slandering of players. All I'm yeah. going to say is, on this topic, because I don't think it has to go further. Yesterday again, everyone's going to think of, oh, he's checked out because his contract is up. Three months ago when they were still negotiating, it was the same thing. If you had a bad game, oh, it's because you didn't get a salary. Oh, because of this. The guy had a bad game. The whole team had a bad game. Why are we picking on one freaking player again? No, no one's talking about Cuadrado, how bad he played, but he just signed an extension. Where's, where's, where's the argument there? You know, like, I think the starting lineup, 
considering what we had, besides maybe I would have started Zach instead of Danilo. That's not the conversation. I think Pablo should have been there. I think Juan should have been there. That was emptying the clip. That was the best offensive four we could have had. We had They usually work well together. Yes, they did not. Do I blame them? Do I blame Max? Yes to both. Who are you going to play instead of Paulo? Like people wanted to say, like take him out, yeah. take him out. You're and right, Duzan's you're right, Luca. Games. But how many, how many chances are you going to give them? Dan, hold on. When Vlavic had three, two or three bad games where he was invisible, no one said take him off. Nobody said that. Now the Paulo's bad game. Get him out of the club. I don't want to see him anymore. Why? I don't Why? Think He's still our best player that. on the pitch. I don't care. like. It's not you. I'm saying in general, people are getting all worked up just because his. It's again. It's, it's a day and age where social media controls everything just because everyone heard all the details to Paolo's contract. Everyone's all mad and sour about it. That's the only reason because it's gone on so long. The player has done nothing wrong. What did Paolo do wrong in the field yesterday? He played. Yes, okay, it wasn't perfect, but neither was Morata, neither was Cuadrado, and neither was Vlaovic. But why are we focusing on one player? Because of all the contract talks. As well, per usual, there's always we got to be very, very careful in terms of social media. And uh, if there was ever a prime example, it came yesterday when I had to see some uh, something about questioning delict, and <sighs> it's just wild to me. Um, but uh, it just goes to show you that uh, social media is so fickle, and you really, really got to filter. It's almost like what you got, what you eat, and what you put in your body. You know, if you want to uh, feel shitty, then you eat shit food. But uh, if you want to uh, get pissy and be pissed off and read junk, then you can read that too. But there's, uh, it's crazy to see. Um, you know, it just. That's why I always say the eye test. The mm-hmm. eye test, everybody never fails. Ratings, apps, all this, whatever, out the window. Listen. This is uh, always tough to do after these frustrating uh, loss and whatnot. Uh, we've had a lot of discussions. I'm sure these are going to carry forward um, in terms of the youth and the young guys and what we're doing in terms of is Juve going to progress? Are we growing as a team? What it, It's tough. There's no right or wrong. I mean, we are a work in progress. But the thing is, we have to truly dive into this rebuild. We haven't done that. Yep. We've been talking about this rebuild and we've been dabbling, but we haven't actually done it. So it's time to actually, actually do it. Juve's going to have a tough time because they're trying to minimize, which you naturally would do. You're trying to minimize the damage, the collateral damage, but there might be no other way than to take hits. Hits on Sandro, hits on Ram, a hit on Ramsey's coming, mm-hmm. um, hits on some of these guys. It just has to happen. But for the sake of saving the money, I say you're better off taking the hit on Sandro, even if there's no interest from other clubs, and count your losses and say, see you later, usher in the next wave. Because to continue to hang on to the dead weight isn't helping things. It just helping, it isn't helping things either. And if you see a guy like Max, I, you know, a little bit surprising sometimes and we're still shocked, even though it should happen when a guy like Sandro doesn't get in the lineup, you're like, Oh my God, you know, he's not going with Sandro. That is a problem in itself that he has us thinking this way. Okay. He has us thinking this way. So take that away from him. Okay. Get the roster to a point where it's challenging on all positions, challenging on all fronts, get him a, a roster that's free of the dead weight. So he has no option 
butt to use these guys and let's see what we can build. And if in the long run, he, this is the part that frustrates me the most is you have an injury riddled side and you still refuse to play a guy because of age due to the fact, regardless of the fact that he is, would be playing in his natural position. Mm -hmm. That part frustrates me beyond anything. This isn't just U23 guys we're talking about either. This is U23 guys that are standing out at that level and they deserve at the very least a test, a test in this environment. And then at least you can know, but not only do we know, then the player knows what he has to do to get back into that lineup, into that level. He can figure out what he did wrong, where his shortcomings were, if there are, or even better, Maybe well. he surprises us and does well. Who knows? Well, and I want to ask you something else. So we're, we're seeing all this with these Sule and, and Moretti and whatever. So what happens next year if, if Rovella comes back? Is Max even going to play him? Let's not, let's not, let's not do that. That's a, hey, we that's got to go easy on the Rovella. But it, it, it's it, a concern. A and the biggest thing, too, is let's wait to see what the Mercado goes. Because when you hear names like Jorginho and you hear, um, you know, even Modric as baller as he is, like, what, where, where are we aiming for? What are we striving for? What, and this is the thing why I say about this rebuild. There's still a lot of question marks. We don't truly know 100% who's going to be outgoing, what we're trying to do. But the big plan like we're starting to see a little bit of what Kerubini and Arriva Bene want to do. They have delivered. Omar had great points on the match day live. They have delivered mm-hmm. in terms of everything that they've said they wanted to do. I have faith in those guys. And I think everybody should. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Because Max, as far as all our frustrations go with Max, the time will come where it just simply is, hey, We've changed our part. We've done our part. You're not holding up your end. That yeah. po- that point will come. Omar, talk more. Yeah, I, I, I'll just say one one thing regarding those young guys. You get the younger you are when you're thrown into a pool, the faster you learn to swim. If you're planning to start using them when they're 25, they're not going to be you know, wasting at the them. level they should be at 25. Them. And yeah. it's just wasted and we have so many players on loan out there. But just you know, the what we're not going to use. We we're know we're not going to use now. them. Are we yeah. going to use them in Serie A? No, because every game is a must win. Are we going to use them in Copa Italia? No, because right. we're at the end and we have to win. win. He's backed himself in the corner. Yep. There you go. And, and the Rovella plus Valenza. The only way I'm letting Rovella leave is if you're bringing SMS in or someone of that caliber. This guy's about to walk all the way to freaking Turin and, and tell them, tell our coaches that. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see what they think of your opinion. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Guys, regardless of the circumstances, had a lot of fun. Everybody on the live, you guys have been great. Like the video. Another reminder to uh, like the video, okay? Um, you want to touch the lapo and come. you here, of course. Subscribe to the channel. Check out stripedheartsapparel.com. This is the latest Il Primo Vero Tripleta. Okay, celebrating the first club Luchy, to take all three major club. UEFA trophies. We can get them made now. Stripedheartsapparel.com. And they just brought back the Vlaovic tees. Check it out. Goes a long way. Helps the pod and channel out as well. We appreciate everybody that already has shown some love to Striped Hearts. Everybody, we've got midweek. 
Juve, Fiorentina. Look, he's got the divine jawline uh, at the AJC Army tees. This is the top uh, seller right here. Those ones are awesome, actually. The all Juve cast uh, branded uh, ones. Check those ones out, too. Those are sweet tees. we got tank tops coming out soon as we get ready for summer. Everybody, again, it's Ooh. tough after these matches. It's frustrating. We got midweek Fiorentina. We're up 1-0 on aggregate, one foot in the final. Let's try and get a trophy out of this season, okay? Let's get into that final, and then let's win it. And uh, if Max doesn't do that, then maybe I'm with you guys. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to fire that up again. But thanks, everybody. Again, always a pleasure. Like the channel. Subscribe. See you all later. Talk to you midweek. Fino alla fina. Forza Juve. Ciao. Oh, what? And he's out. We did. We didn't mention those Lapo Alcan uh, tweets.